Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Ksubas daf Mem Dalid. We left off on daf Mem Gimel Amr Beis. We are like 12 lines before the end of the page, I would say. Amigva Me'emas Gavya. Last room line is Amar. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. And Lezech Nishmas, his mother, Golda Basimcha Simcha Shalom. We thank him for the continued sponsorship of the daf Yomi. First thing we're going to discuss is whether Shibun Nechasim of Ksuba takes effect at the time of Erisin or at the time of Nisun. Because we already discussed yesterday Today, that already at the time of Erisin there is an assumption that there is a Chi of Ksuba, it's just that it's only put into writing at the Shas Nisuin. So when does the Shibud Nechasim begin? At what point can you be Toref Milukuchos at the Shas Erisin or at the Shas Nisuin? Then the Gemara is going to talk about, that's actually going to lead us into a conversation. What if you have two Ksubas? Is, uh, which one do you follow? Do you follow the, uh, the, the later Ksuba, the earlier Ksuba? If they say different amounts of money, can you follow the Shibud of the earlier Ksuba? So, uh, and that's going to lead us into a broader conversation of two shtaros on the same property that have different dates on the shtaros. So the Gemara is going to give two reasons why we would follow the second star and ignore the first star, and it's going to give three nafkaminas between those two reasons as to why we follow the second star and ignore the first star. And that conversation is going to bring us all the way to the Mishnah on Mem Dalid Amar Aleph. Then the Mishnah is going to start talking about Motsi Shemra and Nara Marasa, specifically about about a gioras, meaning do you have the whole parsha of Naram Rasa and Motsi Shemra when it comes to a gioras? And gioras could mean three things. It could mean a girl who's purely a gioras. It could mean a girl who uh, was uh, born after her mother had become Jewish but was conceived prior to her mother becoming Jewish, or it could just be a girl whose mother is a gioras, but she herself is not a gioras at all. So we're going to discuss the parsha of Motsi Shemra as it relates to a gioras and also as it relates to a girl. The Parsha of Narum Rasa, which is the flip side of the Parsha of Motsi Shemra, that's the thing we always have to keep in mind. Narum Rasa, Motsi Shemra, is a case where she was accused of being a Narum Rasa, and it, was turned, it turned out that it was a false accusation. Narum Rasa is where it was a true accusation that she actually cheated on her husband when she was uh, an Arusa. But what do you do to a girl like that if she doesn't have a Pesach base Avia? Because part of what we do to a Narum Rasa is that Vesoklosal Pesach base Avia, they give her skila by the Pesach Beisavia. So what if her father doesn't have a house, or what if she doesn't have a father? So the Mishnah is going to discuss that as well. Then the Gemara is going to talk about paying the Knossos of Motsi Shemra and Avonis and Mufata for a girl who is a Yisoma. Once we're talking about a girl who doesn't have a father, so we're going to talk about pay- paying Tashlume Knas in general, when typically the Torah says that the Knas goes Avia. what do you do if she doesn't have a father? And the Gemara is also going to talk about the concept of Motsi Shemra as it relates to a Ketana. What if she was not a Nara? She was only a Ketana. Is she included at all in the Parsha of Motsi Shema? So let's begin again at uh, about 12 lines from the end of the page. Last one line is Amar. So Migva Me'emas Gavya. So once the Gemara had already said that according to Rabbi Yehuda, even according to Rabbi Yehuda, there's a, din, there's a difference in the Chi of Ksuba from the Shas Erisin where you don't write a star, from the Chi of Ksuba Mishas Nisun where you do write a star, and the father is only Zoha B'Ksubasa if it was of so the Gemara says, okay, so when can you collect uh, from the Chasim Shubadim? At what point is there a Shibud Nechasim 
for the Ksuba. Is it Mishas Erisin or is that only Mishas Nisun? Migva Me'emas Gavya. The collection of the Ksuba, Minchasim Shabbatim, when does that happen? Meaning if the husband divorces her after the Nisun and he didn't have any Nechasim in his Rishos to pay the Ksuba, so can the woman go and collect from the Kuchos that purchase properties from the husband after the Erisin but before the Nisun? There was already a Shiba Ksuba at the time of the Erisin, but is there a Shiba Nechasim at the time of the Erisin? Or does that only begin when they actually put it in writing at the Shas Nisuin? So the Gemara brings a Machlok Ravuna says, well, the Iker Ksuba, the mana for an almana, the Masayim for a Basula, that you could collect from the Chasum Shabbatim, even going back to the time of the Erisin. But the Tosefis Ksuba that he adds on into, into the Ksuba, the, the, what we do typically for Ashkenazim, the Meiz Kukin Kesef Tsaruf that we add in as a Tosefis Ksuba, so that could only be collected from the Nechasim that the husband still owns at the Shas Nisuin, but not from the Chasim that he had sold in between the Erisin and the Nisuin. That's the Shita of Rav Huna. Rav Asi Amar Nisuin. There is no Shibud Min Chasim from Erisin at all. Everything can only be collected Min Nisuin. Even though the Man of Messiah, he became Chayiv in the Man of Messiah from the Erisin, but when he wrote the Stark Suba, when they got married, the husband is being Mochel on the original, uh, she is being Mochel to the husband on that original Shibud uh, that, that, that was there, Bishas Erisin, on the Ikriksuba, because from the fact uh, that uh, she didn't, they didn't write a star, Mishas Erisin, and it's only on the Tosefes that they're writing a star, so that's showing that she's being, a, for, for, uh, for the benefit of her earning, of getting that Tosefes, she's being Mochel on the earlier Shibud. That's the assumption that at that point of Nisuin, she's Mochel, uh, she's Mochelas on the earlier Shibud. So again, Rafuna's Shita is that there is a Shibud but only on the Iker Ksuba, not on the Tosefes. And Ravasi says, no, the Shibud was there, but it goes away. As soon as they have an Isuin, they write a new, they write a Ksuba, then the Shibud goes away. So says the Gemara, going back to Ravuna's Shita, the first Shita, does Ravuna really say that the Chiv Manamasayim could be collected even from the Chasm Shabbat Mishas Erisin for Itmar, but didn't uh, didn't the following Shaila come up? Hotzia loves Shtei Ksubos. If let's say a woman, a couple got divorced and the woman had two Ksubos that the husband wrote wrote for her, and there was a discrepancy in the amount of money that after the husband originally wrote the Iker Ksuba, he wanted to add an, an extra Tosefes on the Messiah that was in the Iker Ksuba. So, in, so in, in, they didn't make like an addendum on the star. He wrote a whole new star for Shalosh Meos. And the two staros are dated at different times. The star of Shalosh Meos was dated at a later date than the star of Masayim. So from, at what point can she collect from the Chasim Shabbatim? Is it from the date of the original star that only says Masayim? Or only from the date of the later star that says Shalosh Meos? So Ram Rav Huna Ba'as Aligvos Masayim? Govim Isman Rishon. Shalosh Meos? Govim Isman Sheni. If she wants... She has, she has two options. She has two starros, two options. She can choose which one. She wants to take out a basin. If it's more important to her to be able to collect from the Chasim Shabbatim from the earlier date, so good, take out the earlier star, but you're going to be capped at 200. That's all you're going to be able to collect. But if uh, you want to collect all 300, then you're not going to get the Chasim Shabbatim back from the Zman of the first star. You'll only be able to collect from uh, the the, uh, the properties that he owned at the Zman of the second star. So she's not, a, she, she can't say, you know what, I'm going to collect the Messiah 
Shvatim from the Chasim Shvatim from the Zman of the first star, and then the extra hundred that I got in the second star, I'm going to collect that from a, from a later date. No, she she we assume that she was Mochel in the Shiva of the first star if she chooses to collect with the second star. But Vimisa, if Rafuna is, if we're really uh, correct about what Rafuna is saying, that uh, that by by every Ksuba, Manam Asayim happens right in Mishas Erisin, and the Tosefes kicks in Mishas Nisuin, and we don't assume that she's Mochel on that first Shibud that was already Chal at the time of Erisin. So in this case also, where she has two Shtaros, why don't we say the same thing? That she's not being Mochel on the Shibud, uh, that uh, the, 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 she's not being Mochel, the Shibud in the, uh, uh, that, uh, of the of the original star, Tigmi Masayim Isman Rishon Ameim Isman Sheni. Let her do the same thing. Let her collect Masayim from the first with the first Ksuba and Maya with the uh, with the second Ksuba. So says Gemara Ulutaimeh. Well, if if uh, according to what you're saying, it was Mucha from Ravuna that he holds that she's not Mochel on the Shibud in the first uh, star, and he's adding a Tosefes in the second star. So we could uh, we could still ask why does Ravuna say to only uh, why does doesn't Rav Huna say Tigvi Chamish Meos Kulam? Let her collect five hundred zuz. Masayim is man Rishon, Tlas Meim is man Sheni. Meaning, if there's no assumed mechila of a previous uh, of a previous star, so she has two staros. One that says she's owed two hundred zuz. One that says she's owed three hundred zuz. So she should collect five hundred zuz. And no one seems to say that. The whole question is when the Shibun Lachasim is Chal. So Ella Chamish Meos My Time Logavia. Why is it that she doesn't collect five hundred zuz? Even the locus of the civisi vaosifis lacht los mea amasayim, because he didn't write in the second star. I decided that I wanted to give you another three hundred zuz on top of the two hundred zuz that you already have in your original ksuba. He just wrote stam that it's three hundred zuz. So we assume that hachi kamerla. What he was trying to tell her is im isman rishon gavias. If you're going to collect from the earlier zman gavim masayim, then you collect two hundred zuz. Im isman sheni gavias. But if you're only going to collect from the properties that I owned uh, at the second Zman, then Gavya Tlasmeya, then you're uh, you're allowed to collect uh, 300 Zuz. And, uh, but it's not that I'm adding another 300 Zuz on top of the 200 Zuz. I'm writing a star that includes the original 200 Zuz. I'm adding 100 Zuz if you're willing to collect from a from a later date. So that's what the, the assumption is. So Hachanami, Haini Taim at the low Gavya. And that if that, from that very same reason, Rafuna holds, she does not collect the Messiah from the earlier Zman and the Maya from the second Zman, she collects uh, the full 300 only from the second Zman. If she wants to collect from the only Masayim, she'll collect from the earlier Zman. Because he didn't write in the uh, second Shtar, I added 100 Zuz on the previous 200 Zuz that I already owed you, which would have implied that the woman is not being Mochel the Shibun of the original Shtar uh, after uh, the second Shtar was written, that it's only being that she's only just getting an extra hundred zuz, but it doesn't say that from the fact that it just says in the, in the second star, here's a star, three hundred zuz. So, we assume that uh, by writing the second star, the woman is being mochel, the shibud in the first star, and therefore she wants three hundred zuz. With the second star, she can, uh, she, 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 uh, she, um, she can't collect the Messiah from the, uh, from the earlier Zman. When Rafuna said, Manu Messiah in Erisin, and he didn't say that the woman is mochel on the Shibut Ksuba from the Zman Erisin by writing a, a, a Ksuba at the Zman Nisuin. That's because uh, it's, it, it says in the Ksuba, I'm not 
Yiknu Chachamim. That's the Nusuch of Aksuba that everybody has. So from that Lashon, that I'm, I'm being Mosif, beyond the Takanus Chachamim, that shows that there is no Mechila of the, of the earlier Shtar. So Rav Huna's whole Svara is that if you're just writing a brand new Shtar that makes no reference to the earlier Shtar, then it's an assumed Mechila of the earlier Shtar. But when, uh, when a woman has Eresin, and there's automatically Takanus Chachamim of Masayim Zuz, and then Bishas Nisuin, he writes uh, a Ksuba with a Tosefes also, so she's not being mochel because the standard language of a Ksuba is that I know there's a Takanas Chachamim and I'm being Mosif on to that Takanas Chachamim. So that shows that there's no Mechila, that you're still sticking with the Takanas Chachamim that was operative from the, from the Zman Erisin. And that's why Rav Hunad said Mana Masayim is Mina Erisin and Tosefis is Mina Nisuin. So that is uh, the Shita of Rav Huna. Now Amar Mar, Rav Huna had said that if you have two Ksubas, one of them that has Masayim and one of them that has Shalosh Males. Meaning, again, there were two cases that we're dealing with over here. The core case, the original case we were dealing with, the original Machlokas, is just a regular girl gets married, and it's just it's understood that at Erisin there's a Shibun of 200 Zuz, and then at Nisuin they write a Ksuba with a Tosefes. So we had that Machlokas between Rafuna and Ravasi about when the Shibun Chasim begins, where Rafuna said on the Masayim Mina Erisin and the Tosefes Mina Nisuin, and Ravasi said, no, everything Mina Nisuin. But along the way, we brought in a second case where a woman has two written Ksubas, one that says 200 one that says 300 Zuz. So, so we had said that there are two Ksubas, one of Masayim and one of Shalosh Meos, that she has the right to collect with either one of them, meaning she can't use both, she's not allowed to collect 500, but she can collect either uh, 200 Zuz from the time of the, of the first star, or 300 Zuz from the time of the second star. So, maybe that is against Rav Nachman. A third case, nothing to do with Ksuba. Let's say you just have two Shtaros that uh, have different dates on them, but it's all about the same field, meaning it identifies a field that was being sold, that Reuben was selling to Shimon, and one of them says that it was sold on uh, Echad Benisan, and the other one says that it was sold on Echad Besivan. So uh, which, uh, at which date can you go and collect from the Chasim Shubadim? So Bitel Sheni Yasarishon. The halacha is that the second star is Mevatel, the first star. And if you uh, the 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 uh, and and if you you, you can only be torif uh, from the kuchos from the zman in the second star. So if who know who holds that the woman could collect with either one of her ksubos must be going against from Nachman because why would a ksuba be any different? than any other star. When it comes to Ksuba, Rav Huna said she has two Ksubas, one that says an earlier date of 200 Zuz and a later date, another one that has a later date of 300 Zuz. She can take out whichever one she wants in Beisden. But Rav Nachman says when you have Shtei Shtaros that have two different dates on it, you, you only follow the second one. So says Marno, Lav Miet Marala. Didn't we explain Rav Nachman that Amr Papa, Mother of Nachman, the Yosef Padikla Litosefes Kasve, that if the second star includes something that wasn't in the first star, an extra day is included, an extra tree is included in the sale, so then both shtaros are, are kosher, and he could collect from the zman in the first star because there's no raya from the fact that the second star exists, that they're trying to be mevatel the first star. They only wrote the second star to include more. So Achanami over here also, when there are two ksubas, one that has 200 zuz and the other that has 300 zuz, that's an example where something was added in the second one, and when something is added in the second one, there is no assumption that the first one 
becomes batel. So the Sarafun is not at all against Rav Nachman. So now once we mention this idea of Rav Nachman, though, that if you have Shnei Shtaros, Hayotzin, you have two Shtaros on the same property, that the second one is Mevatel, the first one, so let's discuss that in a little more detail. Gufa, Am Rav Nachman, Shnei Shtaros, Hayotzin, You have two Shtaros on the same piece of property, the same Mocher, the same Lokeach, but they just have different dates. So Bitel Shein Yasarishon, the second Shtar is Mevatel, the first Shtar, and you can only collect from the Kuchos, from the time of the second Shtar. Am Rav Papa, mother of Nachman, Diyosav Adikla, Litzosav Skasve. And as we already saw, Rav Papa just comments that's only if the second Shtar is not inclusive of anything else that was not included in the first star. But if you're adding something else in the second star, then uh, the first star is not going to become batel. So the Gemara discusses what, what exactly is the situation over here. Pshita, Rishon, Bimecher, Vesheni, Bimatana. It's obvious that if the first star was written as a star mecher and the second star was written as a star matana, then of course the first star is not going to be batel, even if you don't add something new in the second star. Because obviously, if uh, if, if the second star was a star matana, the the, the Kavana must have been Li Yapos Kocho de Kasavle, that you wrote an extra star just to, uh, to, to, uh, to enhance the person's position, the position of the person who's receiving the field. Mishim Dina, the Bar because uh, there is a downside of buying the field, and that is that you're subject to Dina, the Bar meaning if I'm going to buy a field, uh, and then uh, the neighbor of that field said, hey, I was never offered an opportunity to buy that field, there's a Dina, Dina, the Bar Metzra, they have to offer me so he's going to come and he's going to come with the taina that he should have been the one to, to he, that he has the right of first refusal on the field but by a matana we don't say dina dvar metzah I mean if I choose to give a matana so no one else can come and say why, why don't you give me a matana because I don't like you or because I don't know you didn't get married or because of whatever whatever reason I'm giving a matana you know I give a matana because I want to give a matana there is no such din of dina dvar metzah when it comes to matana there's only such a din of dina dvar metzah when it's business so it's a mecher it's a sale so you're getting the same money from this guy that you get from that guy, why would you not give the neighbor the opportunity to expand his property where it would make his life so much easier? He's not going to have to have two fields on two different sides of a, of a, of a community where he's going to need two plows and two everything. He could just have one field together where he'll be able to have uh, you know, one, one set of equipment to, uh, to deal with the field. So that's a din of din of So certainly when you write the second star as a star matana, you're just trying to save the buyer from din of the bar mitzvah. The kolshkein rishon b'matan v'sheni and certainly if the first one was written as a shtar matana and the second one was written as a shtar mecher you're also just trying to enhance his position that there is no that there is a downside of receiving a field as a matana and that is that if bali chovos come to collect that field if the, the guy who gave you that field had chovos and the people that he owed money to come to collect it you're not able to go and collect the, money, the value of that field from the kuchos that bought uh, properties from the mocher after the zman of the ksivas ashtar, unless you you is, unless it's the, the achrayus is written straight out in the shtar matana, but a shtar of mechira, the the, uh, the the fact that you could be torah from the kuchos, the achrayus that's uh, that's accepted by the mocher is, uh, is 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 automatic when it comes to a shtar mecher. So maybe in the initial shtar matana, you're nervous about your position in this field because you only got it as a matana. If it ever gets 
gets taken away from you, you're going to have no recourse. You're not going to be able to take uh, other properties away from anybody else. So he writes, you star mecher. So now you have a little more security because if it ever gets taken away from you, you can go and collect from the chasim mishpatim. Question is over here uh, that uh, meaning so, so that's uh, the gemara is saying that's a davar pasha, right? That if there are two shtarls and they're different in nature, one is a star mecher, one is a star matana, whichever order you do it in, clearly is just trying to enhance the position of the lokech and uh, the first star does not become batal. The question that's uh, that's difficult to understand over here, and the Prisha raises this uh, this question, um, the, uh, the because there are, the, in Shulchan Aruch this is uh, this is quoted, right? Uh, the Shulchan Aruch paskins the Chosh Mishpatim um, Reish Mem that if you have Shnei Shtaros Hayotzim Asad Achas with the same Kona with the same buyer but different dates, so if one of them was a Mecher and the other one was a Matana, so your Kona already from the from the earlier Zman because you only wrote a Shtar Matana Liyafos Kolcha Mishum Dina Debar Metzra, right? That's uh, that, that, that's it's explicit in Shulchan like that, as you would expect. Asks the Prisha, why did Chazal give you an Eitzah to avoid Dinah de Bar Metzvah? Meaning there's a reason for Dinah de Bar Metzvah. Dinah de Bar Metzvah means that uh, you should do the nice thing to the neighbor and let the neighbor have that opportunity. So Chazal are giving us an Eitzah that you could avoid being a good person. That uh, even though really you're selling the field, but if you, you just add a shtar matana also, so then the, uh, the neighbor doesn't have to know that it was sold. So it's a shtar matana. Because you have a shtar matana, you'll be able to say, no, there's no din bar mitzvah over here. It's a matana. But you did pay for the field. You did buy the field. So you mean, Chazal giving you an eitzah to avoid din bar mitzvah? So the preacher writes, yeah, because technically you could always get around din bar mitzvah. Because technically you could always say, uh, Ruben could say to Shimon, I'm giving you this field as matana. And Shimon could say to Ruben, I'm giving you a matana of uh, $500,000. Meaning uh, you could always, uh, since it could always be, uh, you know, they could write up the, the documents in such a way where everything is a matana, so, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it could always be avoided. So it doesn't seem right, but uh, but it's built into the system that it could always be avoided, and therefore, over here as well, the Nesivas writes differently. The Nesivas says, no, you're not allowed to do that. It, it must be that uh, it has to, it, it only works if, if you're Yodea Ba'atzmo, that the Shtar Matana, meaning if you know that the Sharmatan was only written as a harama against the Bar Meitzar, so for sure us to do that. Even if uh, you only have that Sharmatan, even if there is no Shtar Mecher, but if it was really a sale and you paid for it and you're, you're just writing the Shtar in the Lashon of the Shtar Matana to avoid the end of the Bar Meitzar, that's for sure Asr. And if you know that the Shtar Mecher was only written as a way of being Torif Milukuchos, that's also Asr. So it must be that you, you the guy is Yodea Ba'atzmo, that the Shtar Matana is Emes, and that's the real Shtar. Um, and uh, it's just that a Meitzar, a Bal Meitzar is coming, and uh, the, uh, the, the, the basin is going to assume that the Shtar Mecher was really the Iker. So that's why he writes you Shtar Matana, because I don't know, for whatever reason, when he gave the Matana, he decided to write it in the Lashon Mecher. I don't know what they were thinking, but now they realize, wait a second, that's going to cost, that, 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 that's going to cost him, and unnecessarily, because it was really a Matana. So now you can rectify the wrong by writing a Shtar Matana. But if there was no wrong, if it was really a mecher, then of course you're not allowed to write a shtar matana just to avoid dinah de bar mitzvah. So it seems to be a fundamental machlokus between the priest and the nesivas whether a harama is mutter to get around dinah de bar mitzvah or to uh, to be able to collect from the chasam shvadim. But all of that, the gemara says, that's pashut. That if you have two shtaros, one of them mecher, one of them matana, so that's that's pashut. That the first star does not become batel. Ella ish neim be mecher, neim be matana. 
But if you have two shtaros that are both shtari mecher, or two shtaros that are both shtari mecher, and the only difference between the two shtaros is the date on the shtar, the property is exactly the same property, the buyer is exactly the same buyer, the seller is exactly the same buyer. Only the date is different, then we ignore the first shtar. My time, why does Rav Nachman hold that the second shtar is mevatel the first shtar? Two possibilities, three nafkaminas between the possibilities. Possibility number one, Rav from Amar because the Balashtar takes out the second star, which has a later date, we can assume that he's moda to the guy who's giving uh, the, the who's giving the star that the first star was mezuyev, and therefore he asks for a second star in order to be able to collect from lechasim shabadim from the time it's written in the second star. Meaning the fact that they write a second star is akin to a hoda that the first star was was a forgery, that the first star was mezuyev, and once you're being moda, the first star is mezuyev. Got it. You throw it out. The first star is worthless. When he's being motzi, the later star, that's a raya that the bala star was being mochel on the shibud in the earlier star. It wasn't Masuyaf, it was a valid star, but we, I agreed to write a second star because I'm being mochel on the earlier uh, on the earlier shibud. So now it can only collect from the chasum shabadim from the later date. Lechora, uh, it's difficult to understand why he'd be mochel on that shibud, meaning without any uh, reason to do so, I mean, if I, if I bought a property on uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, why, why would I agree to have a second star written on uh, Rosh Chodesh Elul, you know, uh, six months later or whatever, where, where I'm going to lose out on the ability to collect from the Chasm Shabbatim uh, throughout that, that, that time in between? It's very difficult to understand why he would uh, be willing to be Mochel. So the Rush explains <coughs> that maybe uh, the Balashtar heard that there was a Moda'a given in front of Adam before the writing of the first star. Meaning, there's something that makes him nervous about using the first star. That he heard a rumor that uh, that the, uh, the the mocher gave him moda in front of Adam that I'm only writing this star because I'm being forced to, and uh, there's an onus over here. And he's just nervous that Adam are going to come to Beis and destroy the first star and ruin it. So, in order to avoid that, he has a second star written. Uh, even though it's from a later date. That's, you have to come up with something. He has to be receiving something in order to be mochel, the shiva of the first star. But be that as it may, those are the two possibilities. Why is it that Rav Nachman assumes the second star is mevatel the first star, either because it's a, an admission that the first star is mezuyev, or it's just a, a, a mechila of the original shibud, and now he's willing to accept a later shibud. So my benayhu, what's the nafkamina between these two uh, these two reasons? So three nafkaminas. Ike benayhu when nafkamina is, are the Aidim that are signed on the first star kasra Aidim? Or do we assume that they must be Pasala Aidim? So if it's a that the first star is Mazuyov, so then the Aidim are uh, are are Pasala Aidim on the first star. But if we assume that the uh, that the first star is not Mazuyev, he's just looking for a Shibud, uh, for, for a later Shibud, so then there's nothing wrong with the first Adim. Another Nafkamina is, does the Lokeach have to pay for the Peros that he ate in that field between the Zman of the first star and the Zman of the second star? If you assume that the first star was Mazuyev, he didn't own the property yet, so he's going to have to pay for the Peros that he ate. But if you hold that the first star was not Mazuyev, it's just that he's being Mochel the Shibud, so he was the owner of the property, the already was the owner of the property. He's not going to have to pay also separately for the payrolls that he ate from that field. And the third nafkamina is, 
who has to pay the taxes that you pay the king over you know, the real estate taxes on that property for that zman in between the first and the second star? If you know, the first star is Mazuyov, so then the, uh, the original owner should have to pay the taxes because he was still the owner of the property during that time. But if you hold that, uh, that it wasn't Mazuyov and it's the second star is uh, that, 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 uh, that the first star was really a valid star, it's just that the second star is coming because he's going to be Mochel the Shibut in the first star, so then the buyer should have to pay those properties property taxes in, in, in between. Uh, the, uh, the, the Rishonim struggle a little bit, a little bit with how could the, we be mechaiv the mocher to pay the taxes because the lokeach is being moda that the first star is mezuyev. Meaning I, uh, I could be moda something that's going to cost me something. I can't be moda something that's going to cost you something. We're saying the lokeach is being moda that it's mezuyev and therefore the mocher has to pay the property taxes on those six months of owning the property. So the Ra'ah writes that the Malchus is mechaev to pay a tax when, when someone is ochel peros bekarka for whoever was being ochel peros and, and the second nafkamina affects the third nafkamina because the second nafkamina was that when I'm when I'm moda that it was mezuyev I'm also moda that I had no rights to those uh, to those peros for the last six months that you had the rights to the peros well if you had the rights to the peros you also have to pay the taxes meaning you, you got you got to be consistent with those two things so those are three nafkaminas question is if those are the only three nafkaminas the ramban has a, a longer list of uh, nafkaminas that uh, the gemara didn't bring okay but uh, three is enough the gemara didn't need to bring more nafkaminas so my avila d'ksubis says gemara but wait how did this whole conversation start we weren't talking about shtaros over here we're learning the sechus ksubis the whole uh, shaila was when does a shibud begin on a ksuba so we started if you just to, to map out the sugya we started with when does the shibud begin on a ksuba the shas erizin or shas nisuin that brought us into a case of what if you have two ksubas one that says Messiah and one that says that brought us into a case of what if you have two stars about anything else? Uh, two stars in the same field. But let's go back to the beginning. When you have just one ksuba, but Mishas Erisin, there was a tonight basin that the ksuba is in, in effect. Mishas Nisuin, it's, it's, put in, it's put in writing. So when is there a shibud? So the shibud is already there from the Shas Erisin. The Tosefes ksuba that the husband uh, adds. That comes only from the Shas Nisun. The Chum say both the Yikru Ksuba of Manamasayim and the Tosemphus Ksuba that the husband uh, decides to add. She's uh, only able to collect from the Lukuchos Minanisun, but not Minha Erisin. And we paskin like the second shita that it can only be collected like the shita of the Chachamim, like Rav Asi, who uh, disagreed with Rav Huna earlier. So it turns out that what started off when we when we started the sugya, we asked when does the shibud begin, and we had a machlokas Rav Huna and Rav Asi, and now we're saying that Tashima that uh, that that it's a machlokas Tanayim, right? That it's a machlokas Pitzin, Rav Lazar, Rav Shimon, and the Chachamim, which uh, is. Is a little bit funny because normally we'd say Lema Kitanai. So the Ritva raises the question. We're, we're now we're, we started by saying it's Machlok Samaraim. Now at the end of the Ksuba we bring Tanaim that say exactly the same two Shitos that the Amoraim say. So he says the Gemara didn't know this Prisa until now. So uh, it's only after Review Dorah Mashmal said it that we're aware of this Prisa. So therefore they they were unaware. So you're not going to say Lema Kitanai. Lema Kitanai means why are these Amoraim pretending that they invented something when there was already Machlok Tanaim? No one knew this. We just discovered it. They just discovered that there was this ancient Machlokas Tanaim. Okay, but either way, the halacha is 
that both of them are only collected uh, okay so now new Mishnah new discussion so now we're going to move on to the, the topic of Naro Murasa slash Motsi Shemra those are two sides of the same coin Motsi Shemra means that the man the husband has accused his wife of being a Naro Murasa Naro Murasa is if she cheated on him while she was Be'erisin and she is a uh, and she's a Nara so the Allah is if a girl is a Naro Murasa she's Mizanatachas Baila she's Chayef Skila Bishara Ir she gets skila at the uh, at the gate of the city. That's what the pasuk says. Both the man and the woman, the, the man that she cheated with, and the the, the girl. The skila of a nara b'shari ear is only if uh, Adam came while she was still in Arusa. But if she got married and uh, the husband brought Adim that she was Mizana while she was in Arusa, then the skila doesn't happen al Shari Ir, that happens al Pesach Besavia. Why? Because that's what the Chumash says. Chumash says, if it came as a result of Moti Shema, that the husband had Nisuman with her, he slept with her, and he says, wait a second, she cheated on me, Bishas Erisin, and then he's able to bring Adim that verified that story that she cheated Bishas Erisin. So, Vautia Senar al Pesach Besavia, Skalua Ancheira Bavanim, uh, that uh, that she gets stoned at Pesach Pesavia. So that uh, din of skila is only when it comes to a nara arusa, only if she has erusin. Once a girl has nisuin, once a girl is fully married, then there's no din of skila anymore. Then the, the halach is that a married woman who cheats on her husband is chayiv chenek. So Moshe Shemra is a case where he had, he made that accusation after they they uh, they got uh, married that mishas erusin that she had cheated on him, and it turns out that his aid or Adam's Zomman or something like that. So it turns out that uh, so then he's going to have to pay. Then he's going to have to pay a kanas for, and he's going to get malchus for being motzi shema. Now in the parsha motzi shema, the word be Yisrael appears several times. So the word be Yisrael, the Gemara is going to say, tells us that the, the parsha motzi shema doesn't apply to a giores. So now that's what the Mishnah discusses. How do we define giores? So there are three categories. There are girls that, that are purely a giores. There are those whose mother was a giores, but they themselves never had to go through a giores because by the time they were conceived, they were, the mother was already Jewish. And then there was in between. They were conceived before the mother was Jewish, but they were born after the mother was Jewish. So says the Mishnah, Let's say uh, a woman converts and her daughter converts with her when she's a katana, meaning the, the daughter is a real gioras, vizinsa. Uh, and then the daughter, when she becomes a narumurasa, is mizana. She's chayiv chanak. She doesn't have the din of, uh, of uh, normal narumurasa with his chayiv skila. She would just have the regular halach of chanak like any other ashes ish that's mizana. Has a has a chiyuv of uh, of chenek. Now it's interesting by saying a gioras. Uh, that, that the girl herself is a gioras when she was a katana, there is a machlokas uh, rishonim whether giur of a katan works midaraisu or midrabanan. Tosas and Andafil Aleph early in the Masechta holds that the giur only works midrabanan, whereas Tosas and Masech Sanhedrin Dafsamaches holds that the giur works midaraisa. But everyone agrees that if at the age of 12 she's makabel and uh, she says, okay, I'm makabel, everyone agrees then that the giur would work at that point midaraisa. So you have to say that that's the case. If you hold like Tosin Ksubastafir Aleph, that all gear only works Midrabanan, in order to say that she's really a Gioras, you'd have to say that, and she's going to be Chayyim Chanak, you'd have to say that at the age of 12 she accepted it, then she cheated on her husband, and, uh, and, and that's why she's Chayyim Chanak. Because she doesn't have a Pesach Pesach Av, she doesn't, uh, 
meaning she doesn't get uh, killed by the Pesach Beisav, nor is there Mea Sela that goes to her father if it turns out that it was a false accusation because she's a Gioras. And the whole Pasha of Matsi Shemra is only said about a Basi Sol, not about a Gioras. If, however, she was conceived and she was born then she gets skila. But she doesn't have a father, so she's still excluded from Pesach Pesach and Meyasela. But if she was born and she was conceived then she has a regular din of a, of a, of a Bas Yisrael. She has a father, but the father doesn't have a home, meaning he doesn't have his own home and the Me'iri says or uh, he, he rents a home let's say it doesn't mean that he's homeless but he rents a home and in the lease agreement it says right there no stoning people at the doorway of the home right so the uh, the owner of the home can say I don't want that going on in my house so then uh, he doesn't have a Pesach Beisav Yeshua Pesach Beisav where there is a Pesach Beisav but she doesn't have a father she's a Yisoma Harezu Beskila she would get Skila because the whole din of Pesach Beisav is only a din L'Chadchila it's not Ma'aki so, how do I know that a Nara Giyores, who's a Rasa Shlobakdusha, and Leidasa Bakdusha, and is Mizana Beiris, and she's Chayev Skila, the whole Parsha of Motsi Shemra is only about a Bas Yisrael. So, I'm Reish Lakishama Krak, because the Pasuk says, Umesa. So, the Rabbis, Rasa Shlobakdusha, Leidasa Bakdusha, the extra word Umesa teaches me that even if she was conceived before her mother was Jewish, she's still included in the Parsha of Naram Rasa. So let's include her in the entire parsha of Motsi Shemra as well. The guy should get Malchus and he should have to pay the Knas and everything. Now, She's included in the parsha only insofar as her Misa if she's guilty. But if she's innocent, then uh, the, dini, the dinam of Knas do not apply to the husband. Maybe Umesa is all inclusive. Maybe it comes to tell me, I'm sorry, may, maybe it's very limited. Maybe it's, it, it's only coming to include a girl who uh, was harassa v'leidas a a girl who was, uh, who was born and conceived Jewish. Says, well, no, hey, Yisrael Ismaili, say, you don't need a reboy for that. That's what, just what we call a Jewish girl. Her mother's a Giyaris. What's that got to do with her? That's just a regular Jewish girl. But the Emel Rabbos harassa v'leidas Okay, but maybe Umesa is all-inclusive. Maybe it even includes a girl who, uh, who was a Giyaris herself, and she should also get skila. But then why would the Torah keep saying the Israel? It must be excluding somebody. So by saying the Israel, it's, it's excluding somebody who's a giora, who's a full giores. So someone who's mostly shamer against the Yisoma, he's potter from paying the Mea Kesef. Because the Pasuk says that you give the money to Aviyanara and the Yisoma doesn't have an Av. And therefore, there's, she's not included in the Parsha of Motsi Shemra. You don't pay to the to the nara herself. We have a price that says Now, in the parsha of Mefata, it says that when you give the when you pay the knas of a Mefata, that a Yisoma receives the Knas as, 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 as that you give the Knas to the Yisoma. If she doesn't have a father, you give it to her. So uh, but even though by by uh, by by onus it says it also says that you pay the father, but if there isn't a father, it goes to the Yisoma. So why don't we say the same thing by Moshe Shemra? I know that the Torah says you're supposed to pay it to the father, but just like by Onesim Mefatu, where you're also supposed to pay it to the father, if there's no father, you give it to the girl. So why by Moshe Shemra don't we say the same thing if there's no father? 
father, you give it to the girl. So who most of love who mefarikla? He asked the question. He answered the question as well. That the the case that you give it to the girl is only if the man was ma'anis from a to the girl, and then she became a yisoma because he was already chayiv in the kanas beforehand. But if she was a yisoma all along, then you don't give it to the girl because there was no there's no av, so you don't give it at all. Rava Amar chayiv. Rava says that if you mostly shemer on a yisoma, you are chayiv. Mimai, where does he learn that from? From the fact that the Brisa says that uh, that if your wife is a gioras and you're mostly shemra, you don't get malchus and mea kasef. So yeah, if you're going to say that if you were to have a parallel case of a Jewish woman who also does not have a father, you'd be chayiv. So then it makes sense that you need a puzzle to tell me that when it comes to a ger, you're not going to be chayiv. But if you hold that even a Jewish girl who doesn't have a father doesn't get the uh, the kanas anyway, he doesn't have the, the, all the dina motzi shemer don't apply anyway. Well, Hashem Yisrael Potter begerim mibay. Said, of course, the same is going to be true of a gioris. A gioris doesn't have a father. Gershon is gioris kikatach noladami. So of course it's not going to be. You're not going to. You're not going to have a din of uh, of of motzi shemer. So the very fact that Mishas has to be mechadesh that a gioris doesn't get the kanas of a motzi shemer. That's a raya that a regular Jewish girl in such a case who doesn't have a father would get the kanas of motzi shemer. And that's why Rabbah holds Kayev. Okay, we'll stop there. Tomorrow we'll pick up with Amar Reish Lafish. Uh, Today, good Shabbos. Oh, yeah.